0: Hey, this is Doug Carr uh, with Martech Interviews. And on today's show, we have Marty Meyer from El Toro, a fascinating new digital ad technology.
1: This is
2: Martech Interviews, a podcast from DK New Media, publishers of Martech, the leading publication for sales and marketing professionals to research, discover, and learn how technology is driving business results. Your host is
1: Douglas Carr.
0: Well, welcome everybody. I'm going to start. We have a full, full house today, so I'm going to start to my right, which you can't see, of course, because it's a podcast, but we have the Thaddeus Rex with us.
3: I'm excited to finally know which side is my right <laughs> and which side's my left.
0: <laughs> That's why we're here.
3: That's right. Uh, Thaddeus Rex with Digital Charisma. Excited to be here. Hi, Marty Meyer with
1: Altura IP Targeting. Equally excited. I'm Eric Richards. I'm the president and CEO of Cancer Support Community Central Indiana.
0: And I love that we have we have the so people are already curious, right? Yeah. Like okay, we wait, we have a ad agent, we have an agency and then we have a technology. And then we have a nonprofit here. So they're wondering what is going on. So maybe (laughs) Thaddeus, you talk about why we have these guests in the room and and what we're about to kick off with this interview.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the El Toro technology is so fascinating. Um, So Tim Flint with Flint Analytics, he and I recently merged forces, created digital charisma. Uh, It was a way for all the branding clients been working with to get access to like deep analytics. I mean, some of the collaborations you and I have done. It's been a lot of fun. And um, and then also helping his clients out with messaging and, and branding issues. And, and Marty's been one of the one of our favorite technologies. It's, it's been really fun stuff for clients. And I think one of our most notable campaigns, I mean it's always great when you help you know if you can help Coca-Cola sell more Coke or you can help American Airlines, uh, or was it United Airlines, you can help them you know kick more people out of their seats. Um, <laughs> but when you can help an organization that's actually, helping people uh, improve their quality of life. When you can help you know, someone who has cancer and, and is as tough as that is, and, and we don't think about it, what their kids go through, what their husbands and spouses and wives and mothers and aunts and uncles go through as that person's struggling with cancer. And what Eric's organization does, the Cancer Support Community, is they provide counseling activities, they provide that psychosocial support, that sort of safety net for your psyche nice. to help you you know, stay sane and, and be there for the person who really needs you most. Um, and it's powerful stuff. And We were able to help them with this uh, a, a very, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing what we can do with small numbers of dollars to really create, uh, sort of accelerate attraction for, for an event. And, and they have an amazing event. Maybe, you, Eric, maybe we should start off with you. Just tell us a little bit um, about the event and we'll circle back to Marty and the amazing technology they've created.
1: Sure. Thanks, Thaddeus. You did a great job of articulating our mission, um, and that is to ensure that no one faces cancer alone here in Central Indiana. And we have our 18th annual comedy gala coming up on Saturday, April 14th, uh, at the Hilbert Circle Theater here in downtown Indianapolis. And we're thrilled to be. Bringing in the edgy uh, and controversial um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg um, as our our, our nationally known comedian this year. We also have Dave Dugan of Bob and Tom fame um, supporting her uh, as part of our our program and and, uh, to raise money uh, to support um, our programs of support education and hope for for uh, cancer patients and their families. and we're just thrilled to have uh, the event coming up. And it's, it's continuing to up the ante for the organization, uh, both to raise funds, as I said, but also uh, create some brand awareness around who we are and what we do. And so that when people need us, that they know we're there. We provide f- uh, free services for anyone impacted. So the, the folks that are in the audience, who've paid sometimes uh, five figures to, to be part of it um, can utilize us as well as, um, as anyone uh, walking down the street. Um, so it's, it's a big event for us and we're, we're very excited about that. And one of the exciting
3: things that Eric did when he took over as CEO, it was like three, four years four ago years now, ago. Uh, was he took this gala that's been running and turned it into a public event. So they moved it to the Hilbert Circle Theater. Uh, the first half of the house, the first eight hundred seats are, you know, the gala expensive sponsors, dinner, the whole bit. But the back of the house, the, the second eight hundred seats, are open to the public. And so it's, it's, it's a way to not only raise money for the organization, but it raises huge awareness for what the organization is capable of in the community. And Eric came to us a couple months ago and said, you know, we sell out every year. Last year, we brought in Jay Leno. The year before that, it was Seth Myers and Whoopi Goldberg will be here soon. We And we know we'll sell out, but man, it'd be great if we could sell out sooner because then my team could spend that last four, five, six weeks of the campaign circling back with sponsors, reaching out to new sponsors for an already sold out event. We can really raise a lot more money that way instead of spending that last month scrambling to make sure all the tickets get sold. So we put a campaign in place with Marty and a very affordable campaign. We basically started off uh, the first five weeks of, of the ticket sale season and uh, boosted them uh, 20%. By the January 15th, they were 20% ahead of where they've ever been before on ticket sales. And uh, we actually ran the what we call a matchback analysis, and Marty will explain that in a minute, but we were able to demonstrate that the technology created a 264% increase wow. in ticket sales on the group that got the ads versus the group that didn't. Now, if that didn't pique your curiosity,
0: <laughs> we also
3: have a monkey in the house. <laughs> and, uh, but real briefly, before we get to the monkey, Marty, if you wanted to fill us in a little bit on El Toro and some of the amazing stuff you guys have made possible. Sure, Thaddeus, and thanks for
2: uh, giving me this time today. So it was really good and great to do work with people like Eric and the cancer support community. Uh, my mother's a cancer survivor, so this is near and dear to my heart. I do other work around the country with these groups, including a Colon Cancer Survivor Network in, uh, in Kentucky. Um, so El Toro IP Targeting is a digital ad technology platform. And uh, you ask, why, what's different? They're all the same. There's, you know, the Google AdWords and the and the other ones out there. Well, what makes us very unique in this space is we're the only digital ad technology platform on the entire planet that is 100% cookie-free. And that is a big game-changer. So digital ads have been around it for... It really took off Cookie Monster, I'll tell you. It <laughs> does, it does, it does. We like Girl Scout cookies, and we stop there. So... Uh, We, uh, digital ad technology has been around for over 25 years and it was built around the cookie. So we've got to get a cookie on your machine. We pair that with you based on your online behavior. Uh, and then they uh, are able to identify you and serve ads while you're back online. And in theory, it works. Uh, you know, it sounds good and it works well when it, when it works. But the problem with it is there's a lot of, uh, uh, ad fraud, there's a lot of just non-human traffic that triggers ad calls yeah. when you're using cookies. So with Altoro being non-cookie, what we've done is developed processes to, that has allowed us to map IP addresses down to a specific uh, location and then take those IP addresses and deliver digital ad inventory directly through. So the first thing we've done is we went out and we, uh, we learned how to map the IP. So we've literally gridded the entire country down to square meter increments, assigned a latitude, longitude, overlaid your property boundaries, your parcel level data so I have an address. And then we look at a tremendous amount of data. I'm ingesting uh, between a million and a million and a half bits of digital records every second, 24-7, year in, year out. Wow. And That's
3: some serious indigestion. It is, it is.
2: And there, the, that data is come from 33, 38 data points, uh, some of it's transactional, credit card, form fill, app data, DNS data, et cetera. Yeah. And our algorithms crunch this data 24-7. And uh, once we have a high degree of confidence that this IP address belongs at this location, we will accept that as a match into our system. But we have very, very high standards. We will not accept a match of IP to address without a minimal surety of 95 percent across those 38 data points and you may ask but don't uh, dynamic ads change all the time well no they really last six to twelve months on average uh, that what we're seeing Um, but regardless that data is constantly validating those matches so if information came in that caused that confidence to fall below my standards I kick out that match any given and time to
3: clarify, this is mailing address, right? Not not email address.
2: That is correct. Th- these are physical mailing addresses. So at any given time, I've got over two hundred million IP addresses mapped to an address. Now I don't have any information about that address other than the IP address. I don't know that this is a you know a, you know a potential donor for Eric's wonderful organization. I don't know if this is someone that likes Fords or Toyotas. If they make you know fifty thousand a year or two hundred thousand dollars a year. So when a client comes to me through, you know, through Thaddeus here, he will bring us a targeting list. So think direct mail. I'm I'm doing the same thing, but I'm I've I've broken that uh, that that ceiling with the digital world. I run your list through my system. I I'm going to match 60, 68 percent of your list on average, but unlike everyone else who tells you how many they match in those percentages, well, guess what. I'm going to give you your list back with a true or false in front of each address, letting you know exactly who I can target and who I can't, because I'm so sure I can target those folks. And that's very important on how we measure those results after that campaign is over. So now I'll get to that in a second. So now that we've predetermined your list, you provided us with uh, those wonderful messages, that banner ad, that video ad, uh, those landing pages, your uh, you know your campaign details. You know when's it going to start? When's it going to stop? What, what what's your budget? We will then deliver those ad impressions on what we call an I.P. level. So, uh, just a quick primer for those out there that just have ne- don't know how those digital ads get in front of you. When you go to a website, unless it was pre-sewed inventory directly from the website, which is minimal, um, when you type in that, that, that uh, website name, that, you know, ESPN.com or, you know, whatever, uh, wherever there's going to be ad inventory and hit enter and that, a- that page starts loading, you actually send out an ad call everyone else matches you back to a cookie that's been placed on you in the past and if they get a match they bid on that inventory and if they win that auction that actually happens for each one of those ad impressions when that page loads you'll see your ad and that takes about 50 milliseconds i know that sounds like a short time to you but i can get a nap in there so with el toro we had to invent new processes in a cookie world that gives us non-cookie ability. So we, when that ad call goes out, I see your IP address. I don't have any other data to match. I just see an IP address and it either is or isn't one of my target addresses. It's that simple. That gets me in that queue quicker, actually allows me to cherry pick better ad traffic, and then I bid on that inventory. Another very, very important piece of my technology is we had to develop and deploy our own bidding platform that gave us the technical ability to bid on an ad impression at the IP level. Yeah. So what takes you 50 milliseconds now because you're matching all this cookie stuff, right? I do it under seven milliseconds. Wow. And it's all about speed in this world. I'm really identifying target, bidding, and shutting down auctions before you've determined target. Yeah. And very, very important piece, and this is a major factor in the growth of my company, um, big problem in the digital world is non-human traffic. You know, we all love Google, don't we? We Love a Google search? Well, this is how that works. Google has millions and millions of web bots that are little programs scouring the internet, capturing content. So, when there's a story in the Indy Star or a score on ESPN or whatever that may be, or your website, you know, Eric, your, uh, your community cancer or cancer support community website, they take pictures of that and they take it back to Google and they catalog it at their data centers. So, when you do a Google search, you're not searching the internet, you're searching their catalog that's being updated every millisecond of the day. But just like you, when you go to ESPN.com and when uh, that Google bot goes to ESPN.com to capture that content, ads are triggered. Ad calls go out. Ads are delivered. And Eric, you're charged for those. Okay? So probably 80% of all ads that are being delivered out there are non-human
0: triggers. Okay? Since El Toro's… And they're they're not transparent about that. mm -hmm. They they constantly fight a little bit on being transparent about what the total numbers are on… Real impressions versus those phony ones. Only right? Google is supposed to really know what's going on, right? Well, this is, this is everybody. I think everybody in the <clears throat> ad industry is is they don't like to be. You know, like I think Facebook actually declined uh, the ad. The I forget the uh, the the organization. The ad council actually declined to give them their data. You know, so, oh wow. So these guys are not being. You know, and so as marketers, what we're focused on then is ROI. Okay, we know. What eighty percent, let's say, is fake, you know? But are we still getting, a yeah, a <laughs> yep, yep, return? Yep. Yeah.
2: So excellent points. I mean, if you look at numbers, uh, and I haven't looked at these numbers since last year, but it breaks down to all the ad exchanges, all the ad calls, on a daily basis in this country. It breaks down to about ten thousand ad impressions per day per household. A real person. About 60, you'll yeah. see about 60 a day. Oh, yeah. So that tells you how bad it is. Um, so even if you think you're seeing more ads than you are, you're not seeing you know <laughs> more than 100 maybe. Right. So since our only catalyst is that IP address that I literally map to a square meter within an address that you told me to serve to, I cannot bid on a bot because a bot, it's gonna have an IP address, of course, but if it's coming from a data center in Lawrence, Kansas, You didn't give me that for a donor, did you, Eric? So we're going to just be serving directly to, uh, you know, 100% basically uh, 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 human. And of that human traffic, I'm going to give you the same granularity as a direct mail piece. Because if I'm mapping to 120 Maple Street and I tell you I can get it, that's what I'm doing yeah. and and I think the other great benefit to us is how we prove to you now ROI that's the course and everybody knows you know half your advertising budget is working right but they just don't know which half yeah. so in the digital world you know you got to do digital it's the fastest growing medium out there it just surpassed TV ad revenue a few months ago uh, ahead of schedule so with us, I mean, I'm going to let you know what kind of clicks you get, how many ads were served, what your click through rate, but I don't really get excited about click through rate. I know when Eric's looking at his campaign, he sees he's getting a lot of clicks. He really feels good about it, but that's not a donation. With us at the end of the campaign, it's our ability to do a uh, matchback analysis of real conversions. So Eric's going to have a conversion. If I donate to Eric, he's going to have my address. He gave me an address list to start of of potential donors. We matched, you know, 60-some-odd percent, whatever that worked out to be. I let him know, this is the ones we could match. These are the ones I can't match. This is predetermined before a campaign launched. After the campaign, he gives me a list of donors, and he can give me a list of donors, the amount they give, and I will match back address for address everyone on that targeted group that I served ads to, everyone on that control group. That's the people I couldn't match, and I, what I want to show you is that targeted group outperformed the control group. We typically see, and we do a lot of nonprofit work around the country for various organizations. Not only do we see percentage wise our targeted group respond better as far as numbers go we're seeing an average 15 to 19 percent increase in dollar contribution levels because you got to think about this it's all about touches right you know, am i going to see that billboard am i going to get that telemarketer am i see that tv ad am i going to see that you know whatever that may be that mail piece well now i can touch just that house over and over again that you predetermined you know they're yeah. you know they're likely to convert unless you're, you're getting
3: in front of them when they're actually at their computer so they can immediately jump on search learn information educate themselves and that's hard to do from a billboard unless unless it's, you're in a car accident or big traffic jam.
0: <laughs> I mean I, I was in the I was I was in the database marketing industry before I I went online and uh and and I've had to you know I, I was part of a dot com blow up that built a system one time for it, it it wasn't of course IP based because what you're doing is absolutely fascinating but it was like a we could geo-coordinate all of the subscribers in a newspaper and basically say, well, in this district, you should send direct mail, but in that district, you should be in this section of the newspaper, right? And that way we could kind of balance people's. And I can tell you that that was, I think we bought the first terabyte array for a database back then, you know, which was, you know, ridiculous amounts of money. But I can tell you that, that there was tens of millions of dollars spent on that technology, and it never saw the light of day. So what you guys are doing is is uh, my brain is going, holy crap. Well, you haven't that takes... heard all of it yet. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely incredible.
3: So one of the cool things we were able to do with this is we start with a list of addresses, like Marty said. So Eric goes back through people who bought tickets to last year's event, people who bought tickets to the event the year before sure. that going through, um, uh, people who've donated to the organization. And we take those mailing addresses. We don't keep the person's name or anything. Uh, we, we were able to run that through Marty's system and yeah. because Marty doesn't match hundred percent of those houses, we, you know, it's usually 50, 60, 70% get matched, which gives us a perfect AB testing group. Yeah. We have a group that we know is getting, um, because there's radio ads, billboards, all these other promotions Eric has going on. And we don't know which of those it is that drives the person to call and buy a ticket or to jump online and buy their ticket. We can also know we have this group of households that saw the ads and we have another group of households we know didn't see those ads. And so we're able at the end of the campaign to run those back through Marty's system and he can give us a number on what sales bump we saw in the group that got the house or sorry, they got the ads, the households that got the ads. So after Eric's campaign, running those back, we had a 264% boost in the households that Marty was able to place those ads in versus the households, we knew had bought tickets but didn't get those ads. They got the billboards, they got radio, everything else, just no display ads.
2: And that's something that's empirical. I can't mess with those numbers. Yeah. You know, anybody in the digital world know they can give you all the clicks you want. That's really easy to manipulate, right? But I can't manipulate from a predetermined list from your actual conversion date campaign so you know I mean we've been very fortunate as a company we went out there and we 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 fixed a problem a huge problem and we're we're really positioned now uh, as a company we're uh, we're five and a half years old Uh, there were seven of us when we started and a little grungy office and now we've got a three-story building in downtown Louisville and uh, we were very honored uh, back in November um, Deloitte does a big announcement every year on the top 500 fastest growing technology companies well not only are we the only Kentucky company that makes that cut we're the 13th fastest growing technology company in the country right now so and we didn't get there because we were you know Using cookies and having a better dashboard, right? right. We have built something that is uh, measurable, and we work with a lot of companies now, and, and we like to work with you. Right. Um, we are, you know, we we do tremendous work in the insurance world, in the healthcare world, in the automotive space. Higher ed, I'm working with over 600 colleges right now. I work, I work in over 2,000 political races, and uh, there's just certain things that are really good for that, where you want to get to that single person, and that's it's more the the consumer side, so like to kind of just kind of briefly i know we have limited time today so i'd like to kind of cover a couple of other products that are really more into a b2b side
0: yeah
3: um you know
2: that so it's going
0: to be my next question perfect, perfect <laughs> you know perfect. b2b
3: targets are hard to hit because when you hit that so you can we can do the same thing you can hit a corporate office center but you're going to hit not just the ceo and the board members you're going to hit the secretary and the sales guys who ran out and customers ran out you're going to hit a lot of you know if there's a warehouse you're going to hit all those team members too however if you look for a target rich environment like a conference so here in town if there's a conference at the jw and they're your people and you really want to get in front of them like that con- the conferences make a lot of money charging huge dollars to put your name in front of their attendees yeah. and uh, marty's able to identify these ip addresses at the jw or mccormick place or whatever conference center you happen to be at that week and place display ads to anybody who's logged into the free Wi-Fi at that conference or logged into the hotel's free Wi-Fi, which if you've ever been to a big conference at McCormick Place, your cell phone's not working very well. You're logging into that free Wi-Fi. And you can drive people directly to your booth. You can use it just to connect and get your name out there. You can do a special, there's a lot of amazing things you can do for those target-rich environments. It's pretty exciting.
2: Absolutely. So we, we call it captive audience. So we looked at the problem and that's geofencing, geotargeting, right? So if I wanted to hit the McCormick or or uh, if I want to hit Uipui campus, where my, my daughter's a graduate, her master's degree, uh, or if I want to hit a government building, you know, the the state house, and I target your all state house a lot, um, or a business. I you know would you offense? Please be
3: pro transit. <laughs> they uh,
2: they. Uh, um, so, so with geofencing, what that really means is uh, the way it's done today. If I wanted to hit, you know, the, the, the state capitol, I'm going to find the cell towers that surround that location. I'm going to build a geofence around those towers. And then anyone who tethers to just the cell network uh, within that geofence, I'm going to drop a cookie on their device. And that's how I'm going to surf, right? So, you know, A, two problems there the inherent problems with cookies and we all know that the problems be those geofences though those, those cell tires they're not at each corner of the capital right yeah. even though some people say they can get down to 100 meters i, I don't believe it yeah. uh so you're going to have a much wider net and a lot of cookie traffic yeah right? if you've
0: ever been in your car and taken a wrong turn because of your yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <yep. laughs> mapping you know you know that it's not Totally. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what do you see
3: out there, Doug? In the in the geolocation accuracy well, research? I,
0: I, I mean, you you just said it. You know, it's it's a big gray blob. You know, so it's just not that pinpoint accuracy that that you really need to hit someone. I mean, it's everything that we look at. You know, the, is an evolution, right? So it's better than what we had five years ago. But you know, what you're building is you know the next generation up.
2: So, I mean, go back to, remember when I said we mapped down to square meters, we've gridded the entire country to square meter increments? Well, I can take, in my system, I can, you know, go into a map and draw a polygon around the statehouse, right, or the McCormick Center, or whatever you want me to do, right, uh, around your event coming up. And we'll get to, think, remember that about your event with, with Whoopi Goldberg, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute with another product. And I'm just going to capture the IP addresses at those locations. So I'm not serving over that's cell phones. And mobile and? No.
0: Okay. No, so these desktop, are yep.
2: these are desktop yep. Wi-Fi. Yep. If your phone's connected to the Wi-Fi, most certainly. Okay, right? perfect. So I'm not yeah. serving over cell networks with this product okay yeah. but now i can hit you with that you know uh you know whatever manufacturer come to the you know booth a welcome yeah. to the international car show whatever that may be or if i'm targeting a college campus you know i i sell a lot of pizzas for a uh, i can't tell you who but a big pizza company and i serve a lot of uh, sell a lot of concerts for a big company that sells concert tickets yeah. and uh so i target i've mapped 95 percent of all college campuses so if i'm hitting Ui Pui, i'm only hitting that campus not all the housing not the starbucks on the corner right it's just there so i can really message that ooey pooey student right same thing with b2b i can't hit a business now that is exactly right i can't you know determine if it's the ceo or an intern so if it's a real big business you know i probably don't want to hit them unless i'm offering like you know we're i can look out the window here and probably see lily from one side here it's a huge pharmaceutical company so i can uh you know, there's thousands of people there. So, if I am a company that, uh, you know, um, maybe a local restaurant, and I want to say Lily employees receive a free appetizer, if I'm a Lily employee and I see an ad that says Lily employee, it's going to get my attention. And we've just seen really good results that way. So, um, and in the lobbying world, you kind of mentioned the uh, transit stuff we can target the White House, the U.S. Capitol, a congressman's office, your state capitol, city hall, or any government agency, and then advocate for or against that legislation. If you really want it to work well, take my one-to-one targeting and take a voter file and say, you know, I worked on a cable bill last year for a, a large national company, and while it was fighting through Congress, I was hitting Capitol Hill every day with a message while Congress was in session. Only, but I would be given to this eight-month battle a different congressman or senator's uh, name. We take a voter file of a fidelity voter, so many votes all the time, who was over 65, who made who whose household income was under $40,000, and I would serve an ad to them saying like. Uh, you know, my uh, my congressman in Louisville is John Yarmouth. I worked for him for five years. Uh, if if we would have served to him, it would the message would be, call Congressman Yarmouth and ask him not to raise your cable bill. And here's the phone number. Right, yeah. very powerful message. But but that's the captive audience process. Um, you know, we've had some really good success with that. But we've since moved into something even better, and uh, it's it's one of our newer products, and we call this captive o- or I'm sorry, um, uh, venue replay. And then you replay does deal with the mobile device, so we basically track cell phones. And the way we do that is uh, a, on your on like I have an iPhone, so I have to have my location services turned on, which is most America. Yeah. And while I'm on that phone, I have to go online. I ha- I can be on a Wi-Fi or cell connection here. And during that connectivity, there has to be one of those ad calls we talked about. So I can't just be making a phone call, checking my email. I've got to be, like, clicking on the Weather Channel or checking on, you know, Facebook or, or going to a website where there's going to be ad calls. And in the back end of the ad exchanges, which are like big, crazy stock markets, when an ad call occurs, I see a timestamp. I see your device ID. And I see the latitude, longitude of where your your phone's at. So, have right. creep creeped y'all out yet? So, uh,
0: I, so, I actually just watched a I just watched a special on this the other day where they they actually did a test with a Google Android phone, and they turned they turned on airplane mode, and then they walked the city, and then they turned off airplane mode, and a three hundred 20 kilobyte file instantly uploaded to Google that had every single location where they were. Interesting. <laughs> So isn't that fascinating? It's data. So there. So so the thing is, and do you,
3: we do find absolutely if you use a Google phone, and gosh, we love you, Google. Yeah. Uh, you're giving them all your information. Yeah. At you're least the, you're the, the product, iPhone. Right? The iPhone definitely. Um, they asked your permission first. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, both of them, you can actually turn like location services off on your ad tracking. Yeah, absolutely. It's just a know, matter of which, do that. which way the but what people, people go, don't yeah. even realize is that even even without a connection that doesn't mean that your phone isn't aware of where it's actually located and is recording that information. And so, so that's, that's the key there. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So with this product though, what we're doing is we're capturing this data 24 seven. I don't have to be serving ads to do this. I've got, I'm on the inside of the ad exchanges. So I see where your phone is at all times, basically when the ad calls occur. So in my system, we've got a mapping tool. We've actually, uh, you know, interface with Google maps, uh, um, and you drive down into Google Map to any location, like, you know, if we target that uh, uh, that theater where this event will be, you can then take your map, take your mouse, and polygon that location, whatever shape, up to six square miles, actually. And you then put in a date, so you'll put in the, time, the date of the event, and you'll put a time range in. And what I will capture from that event, from that specified time and location, uh, are all the device IDs that I was able to capture. Now, that's not everybody because it has to be an ad card. I'm still yeah. not going to capture everybody. Because sure. first off, my confidence levels have got to be very high. Everything yeah. we do, we go above and beyond because everyone else is serving you junk, and I'm doing very specific. So once I have a device ID, I'm going to do two things with it. I can now deliver mobile ads directly to your iPhone or, or Droid or whatever yeah. on a device ID level. So I see that in the ad call and I bid on that, right? So you were at this event, so now I'm hitting you with a follow-up, you know, thank you or donation page with that ad, that little be iPhone. Now, now I'm an old guy, guys. I got my glasses on <laughs> and those little iPhone ads, they're a little small for me, right? If I, I kinda of didn't even look at them that close. But what I can do now, I can take that device ID I can map it back over to Thaddeus' house because guess what? I see Thaddeus' cell phone seven days a week. Sure. So I see the parcel. You know, that's your property. So I know where the the device lives. If I got a parcel, I know what the IP address is. So now when he's back on his laptop, you know, and uh, and he's got his thick glasses on, or I've got my (laughs) glasses on, I can start serving ads to your laptop as opposed to, uh, you know, from that basis. So like, I'll give you two examples, kind of cool stuff. So I work with a couple pharmaceutical companies and one um they uh you know imagine pharmaceutical companies wanting to talk to cancer docs right so uh there was an oncology symposium at a very exclusive resort out on the west coast uh uh in in the past so we looked at this three-day event after it was over we polygon that i grab all these oncologists now right now they fly home back all over the country so now I serve them about 15 ads a month to their phone. That's about how much inventory I can get on a phone, realistically. But I serve 10 or 15 ads a week to their home. I'm only competing with a spouse or a kid or two to stay in front of that oncologist. If I was in the big hospital down here with just looking for oncologists, well, there's probably 15,000 people at that hospital in any given day. So it would be very hard for me to have any type of resonance with an oncologist. And it would be very expensive so now you give me you know 20 30 40 cents a week and i'm gonna stay in front of that doctor non-stop and then for you political buffs out there uh we had the women's march last year and this month, year right so we've got a national client on the progressive stage i'll say uh, we probably gone over 30, you know, uh, close to 40 cities where those marches happened. And now I've got this progressive group of individuals who show up. So now when there was some like in the news, uh, yeah. you know, a certain president did something they didn't like, we hit him with a message to help them fight something. So send, you know, low dollar fundraising. So, sure. you know, but I can do that with any business. I can target your competitors. I can target those trade shows, post show. In some of those uh,
3: instances, it's better to hit the family too. Like you always want to think about the strategy. Yeah. If you're selling, you know, if you're selling Mercedes or BMW, getting the spouse involved is probably a good idea yeah. in a lot of those cases. No, I just show up in the
1: driveway with one. <laughs> <laughs> so the night of our event, so I'm thinking about this uh, from a very practical perspective. We have every single person in that room is on the bidpal, our bidpal website sure. um, for the our, our auction. And that's the, the donate the the donation gateway for us that people will give a donation through while they're on their phones. Is there a way to incorporate some of this? It is, they are attached to the web, um, during the time there.
3: Yes. So we'll be able to use the venue replay technology to see who is in the theater. Uh, to capture phones that are in the in that location during the event, and then help your sponsors reconnect with those people. Yeah, I,
2: there may be a way that we can take device IDs directly from that if you've got the backend info. But I don't know if we can use like for. Our, I won't be able to map them back to a house because there's other data I use to do that, and I don't trust other data I'm not getting directly. Uh, secondly, I could probably deliver ads to the phones, but I, I had to get back with you on that one. Well, well it, just to
3: give you an idea, we just did this yesterday for a client, uh, targeting a conference in New Orleans, a three-day conference at the Marriott on Canal Street in New Orleans. And I checked, we knew that the Marriott was sold out because of the conference. So almost everybody in that building for those three days is there because of the conference. So we just polygoned the building and, um, It captured 540 some devices, which we know is almost all the hotel rooms there. And then we were able to, so we know we can serve ads on those devices. And then we were able to track those with Marty was able to track those devices, 540 devices back to 334 households that we can also serve ads like Marty said on their desktop, laptop.
0: Well, that's, and that's, you know, talk about the limitations of cookies too, right? Is, is the, the fact that cookies don't travel with the person you know as soon as i put down my tablet and pick up my you know laptop i'm two different people sure. in accordance with the cookie so this is um this is a true way of of actually you know and and i want to say or, or
3: in my case you you go from five to ten people or whatever.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, and for anybody you know i i this is just my own personal opinion for anybody out there that's sitting there creeped out by this <laughs> right it is Here's the great side of it: is that it's relevant, perfect advertising. the The reason why people get cre- creeped out, I think, a lot, a lot of times today with marketing and advertising is, it's not because of the relevant ad; it's because of the irrelevant ad. It's sure. because of the waste ad that you're shoved in your face all day long. Is well, I think the-
3: one key aspect is it's not. Um, we can't force an ad onto anybody's laptop or phone, we can only, it's only when you visit a website you've already agreed to go to, and that website makes money. When you go to newyorktimes.com or yahoo.com, the only way they stay in business is by placing ads in front of you.
0: But but imagine a world. Sure. Imagine. (laughs) Where the ad waste was, you know, you're talking about ad waste of 99%, right? Imagine a world where you got, you got, you know, those 60 ads that you got in a day were meaningful to your life. Well, you know, you bring up
2: an interesting point. You say because, and I get this a lot. People, oh wow, this sounds real big brother. This is creepy. Yeah. Well. Maybe the venue replay, but uh, <laughs> but you know, and, and, but we respect privacy too, so yeah. we don't give you the addresses. I can't give you that. That's PII, it's personal identifier information. Right. Everything we do is held in the strictest confidence. We, we're members of Spam House for twenty five years. Okay, right. so our, our founders and so forth. So we take that very very seriously. So, if, but if you think about it, the way ki- cookies work, okay. So I go to a website. You know, I go to, let's, we'll pick on, uh, you know, Amazon. So you go buy something from Amazon, but well, don't you see for a day or two, the exact, mm-hmm. an advertiser for what you just bought? And you yeah. always think, well, you know, yep. you were just re but you also know, what a waste.
0: I joke with people <laughs> that I, that there was one time where I bought like a, a baby swing for a, uh, an employee that was having a baby, and for the next three weeks, all I saw was ads baby. for diapers yeah. and everything. Sure, else. and when it works, it, it works. was a gift. If it works, I mean, if I was
2: that new parent and that worked, yeah, that's works. So yeah. That's the way cookies developed. But the problem with that is you got to think about how creepy that is. Okay. You know, with me, I'm looking at data, all opt-in data that I've acquired and I'm using responsibly to target someone. Like, you know, you get that credit card application in the mail and that – what you were targeted specifically. You didn't get the 12-year the – or the, you know, the 18-year-old who, you know, has got no job, right? You got people that have got income. So you were targeted. You weren't creeped out by that, right? Right. So with the cookie, I go to a website. They put a spy on my computer. And they send information back to a third party, and that's how they target me, right? So with us, we're just de- being told an address. I mapped an IP address to your house. That's it. Someone told me that, hey, I want to serve this person because you know, I think they might buy a ticket to my event, or they may buy a car or whatever. I'm just delivering straight to them. Right. I get nothing back right. from that, right? right? So it's really very non-invasive Yeah, and think that's, about And
0: that's what I mean. It's like the 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 goal of this is that we don't get spammed. You know, spam is stuff that's irrelevant. That's not asked for. And, and so the, the opportunity here to connect with, you know, like you connecting with donors or people that were at the venue last year or whatever, that is, that is, that's exactly how I want to be treated as a consumer. I want companies to pay attention to what my behaviors are so that they can predict what I'm going to do next and feed me advertising. My daughters will
3: take ice cream ads. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Exactly. Ice cream ads. Well, if you think I about I will it. happily buy them.
2: And if you get back into like the cookie world, okay? Because I mean, i got people that argue with me. Oh no, we use good cookies. It's like, okay, great. Let's go back to Girl Scout cookies then. But uh you know, there's a company called Blue Kai, okay, and they're one of the, I believe, the second largest uh, provider of cookie profile data for marketers to use, right, all over the world. And so if you go to their website, you go to Blue Kai, and that's dot com slash registry. And you, that is your registry on you. And you'll, there's like a little box, and you'll see different demographics, like age ranges, income ranges, marital status, hobbies, cars, political affiliations, and because these are cookies that have been placed in you in your lifetime, right? Um, well, like, I'm an old guy. I'm, I'm a, For a tech company, I've got the, my youngest, uh, the closest person to me is nine years my, my, my junior, and most of them are 20 to 30 years, so I'm, they call me Papa at the, at the place. <laughs> but, but so I'm 54. So if I go to, the, to that uh, age demographic, I am being cookied for 20 to 30, oh, I wish, 30 to 40, 40 to 50, 50 to 60, and 60 to 70. I'm uh, married, single, divorced, I've got kids, I don't have kids, I've got kids, and I've got kids under ten. I'd cheat myself. I like seven different (laughs) cars. And I'm I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, and I'm an independent. So why don't you just serve me every ad from Pampers to Geritol because it's just as good and you won't pay for the extra data. So, you know, like I said, I don't know who lives at that house. But you do, and now we can quit wasting our advertisers' money to put the relevant ad in front of the right people at the right time, and then prove what we did to them.
0: By the way, I make thirty thousand dollars a year, according to Blue Sky Register. There you go. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> when did I get that raise? Oh, <laughs> well, they—they
2: had me making uh, one of my raises, everything from fifteen to twenty-five to 750 to a million. So I'm not there yet, but maybe (laughs) one day. I
3: I was, uh, when I checked, I was 25 to 35 and 55 to 65, but I wasn't my actual age.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's
3: just what it is. I mean, you think about this that, you know, on your Wi Fi
2: at your house and your your teenage daughter comes over with their buddies and they give you the they sign on to your Wi-Fi and then all of a sudden you're getting all this other stuff. Yeah. So it's just it's just a tough way to do it with cookies. You know, it's what it's what it was there when they first came around, it was great. Digital advertising was wonderful, you know, but it's Yeah, you know, this
0: is self declared. I am from Flagstaff, Arizona. I can tell you that. I was in Flagstaff, Arizona once when I was, like, 17 years old. Mm (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. And we're always looking to to develop new things. You know, we've got a few other products, too, but it's uh, – and if you want to, you know, go to our website, eltoro.com, it's – you know, we'll give you a full range of those those, those things. But, you know, we have a digital new movers product. We've got – you know, we've got a new product. It's kind of cool that we work with our, our print. Uh, partners, so we have a lot of people that uh, offer our services to their clients, and uh, you know, in the uh, direct mail world, uh, you know, typically you give me a physical address, I map an IP address, and I deliver a digital ad. Well, if you came to me with a IP address, well, guess what? I've got the physical address in my system. Yeah. You know, now I could never, ever, ever give that to you, nor would I even think about it, because that's PII. And, but what I can do is partner with an, a with a, a fulfillment company, which is a direct mail carrier. Right. Yep, yeah. yeah. right, and they they sign the privacy agreements. So now what I'm doing is you visit this website. And you, whatever triggers on that, you know, like yeah, I didn't leave my contact information, or maybe I, went to, I I abandoned a shopping cart, or I went to a car site and I built a car online, right? And so that IP address shoots into my system. I map a physical address. Uh, if it's international or business, I don't, I don't proceed because if I'm at Lilly and I build a car online, it's just going to go to the mailroom and die because I don't have a name. But if it's a residential address... It shoots to that printer uh, every night, and they print out a card that looks like that car with the closest dealership, and it's sent first-class mail, so within 24 to 48 hours, you've been retargeted with a direct mail piece from an anonymous web visit. Yeah. So, pretty, uh, pretty cool, new little thing.
3: Funny thing about mail order campaigns, I mean, they can be really effective, just hint, sending out free diapers to advertise a new burger joint. It doesn't work, doesn't work. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and obviously, economies of scale there too, right? Direct mail is is really, um, and it, you know, again, it it can have an amazing return on investment, but mm-hmm. a lot of people avoid it for digital because of the expense of the waste, well, not the expense of the the technology. And so, absolutely. you're you're talking again, economies of scale that these companies that need to reach a hundred thousand households by doing it this way. They're gonna run it the most efficient way possible. You know, and, and what's nice about it is, it, you got to think about this.
2: When I'm marketing, whether I'm selling, you know, insurance plans or cars or, or getting, you know, ticket sales or whatever that is, it's all about touches, right? Yeah. So we've got to touch that person x amount of times to help them into the funnel. So you know, with direct mail, I'm really I'm looking at for one direct mail piece, depending on the complexity of it and the cost, but. I'm probably 30, 40 impressions. I could serve 10 ads a week for a month you know, I'll, I'll, let me touch on something that's more dear and dear to my heart. So my background's politics. I grew up in politics. When we started this company, I was tasked with building a uh, political division, and it is very robust. We've done over 2,000 races uh, with about an 80% win rate. And what we do is, you know, when you target in, a, in an election, you know, I'm going to target, you know, a Democrat or a Republican voter, and but I know it's very scientific. Like, I'm going to hit, you know, that, uh, that primary voter. I'm going to hit, you know, if I'm, you know... only Dems can vote for Dems in most states and Republicans for Republicans in a primary. So I'm just going to hit that, you know, if I'm a Republican, I'm going to hit just that Fidelity a list of Republicans who vote in primaries, and I'm going to segment that down to by neighborhood. You know, I'm going to say, you know, John Smith does, is, will fight for women in, you know, X neighborhood. John Smith will fight for seniors. So I can really segment that down so that's a more personal n- number. Remember, I've only matched 60, 65 percent of that list. Now, at the end of an election, I can do a matchback. Yeah. Now, I don't know how you vote. But I do know if you vote. That's public record. So I can go back to that voter file and match back turnout, and I will consistently—and get this number, guys. Get this number. When we do these matchbacks, and we've done many matchbacks across a wide variety—I of- mean statewide races, congressional, gubernatorial, go- le- legislative, councilmen—we always show a 6 to 12% lift in voter turnout. Wow. That, my friend, tells you that Russia has nothing on
3: us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's, I mean, that's obviously anybody who's politically savvy knows that that is a, that's beyond. You know, the, the typically the gap in most voter races. Oh my gosh. So, One yeah. of the things
3: we love, so because Tim's business has had so much focus on multi-location businesses, a lot of home services, uh, you know, companies installing shutters, uh, uh going door to door selling satellite systems. And we can target a specific neighborhood and say, Hey, there's a demo happening in your neighborhood next week would you like to get a demo while we're while we're nearby Um, we can also as we target that neighborhood we can eliminate households that are already customers because why advertise? have you ever bought something and then you keep seeing that ad for two weeks and Mm -hmm. why are we spending money advertising to people who are already customers so we can remove those from the list before we even start Um, and this it's been just a fantastic way to increase conversions on direct mail and door-to-door and on uh, demos Yeah, I I just did uh, something similar.
2: We've got a product we call digital canvassing. And I'm real excited because we went over the results with this company yesterday and they were blown away. So digital canvassing, instead of giving me a total list, you give me a address of what you consider a conversion. So someone bought this product. My algorithms in that case will just map that street and the two closest cross streets and remove the conversion address. So I'll get 50 to 150 addresses based on density of neighborhood, right? So then you just take that target group and you put your message for whatever time you choose. So we built it in the real estate market. So the conversion, you know, real estate agents, they want they want listings, right? So I hit that message. Where'd Adam go? Yeah. Where'd Adam where'd <laughs> I, miss, I hit that, that message out. We just sold your neighbor's house. Let me show you what we can do for you. This thing I did yesterday, or uh, over, it was a three month campaign, and uh, it was with a national home alarm, or home security system. So what we did in three states, and this was a pretty involved thing with some developers involved because we had some API hookups. They hooked into these three states' the uh, municipal crime report pages. So the conversion was a property crime. So now, uh, if there was a burglary on your street, you know you're going to find out about it, right? But now I'm hitting you with a the message: there was an, a, a you know a, a burglary in your in your house uh, last week. We're here now to show you how to protect yourself, mm. and it was super. Successful yep, yep. I wasn't sure I was going to work, but it it made sense. But the home services, you know, windows, gutters. Oh my god! You know,
0: a ha- hailstorm for roofers. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, the, the yeah the the uses are endless. You want to talk to people about what you're doing with the technology and and how they can get a hold of.
3: Absolutely. Uh, if you Charisma. want help setting it up, uh, getting help with the strategy, just call us, Digital Charisma. If you go to GetDigitalCharisma.com, and if you're an agency, you want to get your own portal, you can just call Marty directly. Um, at, uh, Marty, you're at El Toro. Marty at El Toro.com, right? Yep, MartyElToro.com. Absolutely. And they have special wholesale rates if you mention Doug's podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. Hey! Thanks. That's awesome. awesome. By the way, congratulations, Tim. Tim is an outstanding guy, and so I love seeing that you guys team up. He's been a resource to us uh, for several years. Oh my gosh! You know, I can't say how lucky I feel. So, yeah, yeah good, I um, good
3: pair up. It when yes, they say always work with people who are smarter than you. Yeah, I don't know what he's thinking, but I feel pretty <laughs> good about it.
0: <laughs> I
3: got a building for all of them. I tell you. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and Eric, already... real quick, before we wrap, I want to make sure we hear, Oh yeah. so, as we're able to accelerate sales for your event, like just tell us briefly. So now that you'll be able to spend those last few weeks really focusing on sponsorships and if you're able to bring in like an extra 60, $70,000, so dollars just focusing on those sponsorships instead of tickets, like what does that mean in the real world to any organization who's helping people deal with cancer?
1: That's literally 2,000 more people that we can help. That's a lot. It's a big number. Two grand. I mean, two, two thousand, and and we're only scratching the surface, as we all are, in, in our in our neck of the woods, in, in cancer care, and uh, it, it's it's more impactful than I can even uh, describe um, to, to anyone. Um, and I think the service that we did use the cost is such an important piece to us. You know, we don't have an advertising budget per se uh, or a marketing budget per se. It's, it's, it's razor thin and our yep. margins are razor, razor thin. And to be able to, to have an impact like we did with this little, this little campaign, I'm really excited about some of the other applications. I think we can uh, work with you all on. Uh, and Seriously, other, right now, just
3: jump on Facebook, uh, search the cancer support community of central Indiana and just like their page, take a moment to, you know, share it on Facebook, what they can do. Because if you have a loved one who's dealing with cancer or someone in your network who knows somebody dealing with cancer, like the support they offer is tremendous and it's out there for you.
0: And Marty, that, I think that's a great closing point here uh, for everybody listening. It's both companies that you're working with and agencies that you're working with. Yes. And, and uh, it sounds like you work on small campaigns as as much as very very large campaigns we 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 do the full spectrum and 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 we
2: do a lot of giving back to the community we work with a lot of a lot of nonprofits, uh, you know kind of do that uh and we work with you know fortune 50 companies too and everything in between but you know well
0: that's uh, great to hear too because a lot of ad companies you know they have the uh, if you're not spending $10,000 a month, you know, forget us, you know, kind of thing. And so, uh, and there's there's a lot of companies out there that they have the funds to do some advertising, but they just have to be really careful with where they're spending. Yeah, it. Yeah. So we, we
2: we have very small minimums. Yeah. You know, we don't, uh, I mean, we don't do $100 campaigns because sure. it costs us about 80 bucks to even launch a campaign, yeah. Yeah. but uh, we, we
0: don't put stiff uh, uh, minimums out there. There's just no reason to do that. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations on all your success. Thank you. And uh, and we'll put in the show notes how to get a hold of Digital Charisma and how to get a hold of Mardia El Toro. Um, Fascinating technology. Uh, And then, Eric, of course, thank thank you for sharing your story as well.
1: Great to be here.
2: The MarTech Interviews podcast is recorded at DK New Media's state-of-the-art podcast studio at the Speakeasy in downtown Indianapolis. Subscribe at martech.zone. Sponsorships and marketing services are available through dknewmedia.com.